This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Friends From Work, a podcast about all things in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm your host, Kyle Scunwell, and he's Robbie <laughs> Earl, and today is our news episode that we call What's New in the MCU, which is why I'm reading this like a newscaster. Robbie, did you catch that? Did you see what I did there? Did you see what I did there? I, I saw that. It took me a second to realize what was happening, but once I realized it, I was so in it's for it. It's our news episode. If you also notice <laughs> on this theme, it's a little different. I muted some of the stuff so it sounds more newsy. See? I'm just really on top of my game right now. I like that. I like that. I, I'm not going to lie. For a second there, I was wondering if that's just what your voice sounds like <laughs> ever since you came down with this illness. Well, that's fair. <laughs> I got so sick last week. And then, of course, I had to travel for work um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And, of course, my flights right. were, you know, 530 in the morning. So I am barely recovering at this point. But I'm here, and I'm doing it. So... Hey, once again, we applaud your dedication. I do feel like it's worth asking. You know, we talk about traveling for work. What is your your work, Kyle, other than producing the preeminent Marvel Cinematic Universe fan podcast? I guess we've never talked about why the podcast is called Friends from Work, have we? Yeah, that's true. That feels like something we should have covered in the first episode. <laughs> it, you know, it really <laughs> does. It really does. Um, one... Obviously, Friends from Work came from the line Thor says in Ragnarok, which is perfect in an epic moment. And if you're a Marvel fan, right. you would know that reference, which makes it kind of fun. But secondly, sure. Robbie and I are actually old friends from work. Yep. Well, I am currently still a touring musician, audio engineer, and Robbie used to be. We actually used to tour together, and that's how we met. Good old so, days. So, fun fact, friends from work. There you go. Those were the good old days. <laughs> Although now we get to talk about Marvel, so those are good old days too. That's true. You know, as my good friend Annie Bernard said, Oh gosh, hit me. I just wish you could know that you were living in the good old days when you were living them. Yeah, before you left them. Yeah. Well, there we are go. in the good old days. Okay, and Robbie, you are traveling as well, aren't you? Speaking of all my travel. That's true, man. I've been traveling a ton. Um, I've been all over Europe doing my own little Spider-Man Far From Home episode over here. Um, <laughs> but actually, recently, uh, um, my wife and I were in Manchester, England, which is not, I guess, particularly interesting, except I got to visit the town hall in Manchester, which is apparently where a lot of movies are filmed whenever they want, like an old-time London-type feel. That is um, interesting. 
Yeah, so I think like Pride and Prejudice was filmed there. Um, I forget, there were several movies that I saw. I think maybe part of like the Chronicles of Narnia was, the first one was filmed there. But most interestingly for us, Captain America the First Avenger was filmed there, part of it. Really? Yeah, yeah. So I got to go and and walk uh, kind of through the area where I think some of those uh, London scenes, or, or like England scenes were filmed between uh, Steve and Peggy and his little crew of of adventurers. Man, between that, or your trip to Italy, the director being from France, you're just doing a lot of Marvel <laughs> recon work for us. It's true. I'm really taking this seriously. Okay, what are we doing, though? This is a news <laughs> episode. What is new in the MCU, Robbie? Here we are just rambling. We're telling people what's new with us. So first off, I think, just to follow up on something that we've said previously in a news episode, um, there was talk at one point that rather than a third Ant-Man film, there would be an Ant-Man Disney Plus series. Right. We have now heard, and I think it is officially confirmed, that there will in fact be a third Ant-Man film as a part of Phase 4. And dun, 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 dun. director Peyton Reed from Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp is apparently set to return. Of course, things like that could always change, but uh, that is currently the plan, which I'm, I'm excited about. I like seeing a trilogy finish out. I'm excited too. I actually think it's kind of fun that Marvel has given like the Ant-Man trilogy and the Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy to us one specific director so that they can kind of make it their own thing. I think that's fun, for better or for worse. No, I think so too, because it's pretty unique in terms of the MCU. Like I'm, I'm thinking back, like Iron Man, Cap, Thor, none of those trilogies had a consistent director across all of them. So, right. so I think Guardians will be that, Ant-Man it looks like will be that. I think Spider-Man will also be that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm kind of curious to see how, how that changes those trilogies because a lot of what we talk about, especially when we talk about the Cap and Thor trilogies, is the the kind of like major shifts in the takes on the character. Right. And so, you know, it's, yeah, it's kind of fun to see the flip side of that. I also saw that Kevin Feige was named to a new role at Marvel. Can you tell me more? Yes, yes. So he was made the chief creative officer over all of Marvel, which is a pretty big deal. I mean, people have known that he has had that role over all of the Marvel films for some time now. Um, but this now means that Kevin Feige is the head of everything that Marvel puts out, meaning film, TV, animation, and even publishing. So even even the comics, Kevin Feige is now over. Um, and so I think that's pretty important, but for one reason in particular, um, and I think that that's Marvel TV, more than anything, I think this is an indication that Marvel TV will look very different moving forward. Um, a lot of people don't know that Feige has had essentially no involvement with any of the Marvel TV shows that are still technically in the MCU. But I think it, it did show. Like, for instance, while Daredevil and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which were both fairly popular shows tended to reference events from MCU films and, again, were technically canonically in the MCU, the films never returned the favor, right? Like, the films never referenced anything in Daredevil or right, Agents right, of right. S.H.I.E.L.D. And so, for all intents and purposes, it was like... You can watch the films without ever 
you know, needing to see any of the TV show stuff. Right, and for the most part, likewise. Like, I, I think it felt a little bit like the kid brother of the of the TV series that was, like, always trying to kind of be a part, <laughs> be a of, part this of this it, movie yeah. thing that was going on, and the movies just did not care at all. And so accordingly, the shows, especially the Netflix shows, began to kind of drift away from the MCU roots over time, like, essentially creating their own universes, um, as like with the Netflix shows, they kind of created their own little, a bunch of solo shows merging into the Defenders, which was their version of the Avengers. I say all this because, of course, the aforementioned shows have now all been canceled. Most of them were canceled about a year ago, but basically since Kevin Feige was named to this new position, the remainder of Marvel's shows like Cloak and Dagger and Runaways have also been canceled. And I think... What that means is that we're looking... So they're kind of going to start with a clean slate here. Exactly. For better or for worse. Because I think a lot of people are attached to some of these characters, especially from the Netflix shows, and would like to see like Jessica Jones and Luke Cage continue on in those iterations. For me, I have some mixed feelings. I don't know if you know this, Kyle. My second favorite Marvel character behind Spider-Man is actually Daredevil. Whoa! Not not, <laughs> not not the Charlie Cox Netflix iteration, though. I do think that that's good. I think that that show, while not perfect, is consistently good. But just the character of Daredevil as it's appeared in the comics, and I would really love to see that character show up in a meaningful way in the MCU. I have faith that Kevin Feige will do so. Um, but it is kind of interesting to see, like now that all of these shows have existed but are being scrapped, like. It's sort of like the X-Men stuff, right? Like, is he going to basically say, well, that's been done? Yeah, like, start it over. Is he going to just kind of, like, let it be what it is and maybe not do anything with Daredevil for a while? I have seen reports. It sure feels like a clean slate, especially when you factor that all these shows are now coming out on their own platform of Disney+. Plus. Combine that with the Infinity Saga being officially over, those shows being canceled, and now they're all coming out new on a new uh, platform. It really seems like that's what they're setting up to do. Totally. And I think from what I've seen, and these are all rumors, and we at Friends From Work like to deal in facts and hard facts. We're journalists over here. (laughs) True. But but the rumors that I have seen um, indicate that that Kevin Feige is kind of in the middle here when it comes to to Daredevil specifically, and that I think he's a big fan of some of the cast from Daredevil and has thought about maybe keeping them, but sort of rebooting the the whole storyline, if that makes sense. So like carrying the cast over without carrying any of of the plot. Now, another side note, which is not strictly Marvel, but Kevin Feige was also chosen to produce an upcoming Star Wars movie. Did you see that? I did see that. Think about that from his perspective. I mean, this guy went from a nobody to the entire head of Marvel creative, one of the largest things in the galaxy. And now he is also going to be in part of the Star Wars thing. I mean, what a full circle life thing for him. He probably grew Which up watching also, these things. No, yeah, and now that's here what I was he is say. like the chief of all of it. I think I've heard Kevin Feige is is a huge. I mean, everyone's kind of a big Star Wars fan, but I think he's an especially huge Star Wars fan. Um, and we'll maybe talk about this on, down the road. But I think as an example, 
in phase two, like all of the in release order phase two movies, uh, there's an Easter egg where each of them have someone getting their hand removed, which is sort of like homage to <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Uh, and he said he specifically did that to <laughs> just as like a Star Wars call out, which I think is amazing. We bring up Star Wars a lot on this podcast. I love looking at the parallels of the two. And I feel like the way our parents' generation grew up with Star Wars and watching that, that's the Infinity Saga for me now. Like when I'm, yeah. you know, 20 years down the road, I'm going to be showing my kids this Infinity Saga like I saw Star Wars for my parents, you know? It's kind of funny. Oh, to totally. About. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I kind of changed subjects there, but let's go back to those TV shows a little bit because I don't know that our audience actually knows how much was technically announced by Marvel for phase four. That's true, yeah. So I, I feel like we should share a little bit of that. Yeah, I think it's maybe worth us taking the the rest of our time here to just kind of outline what phase four looks like. Well, so again, we like to deal in fact, and so we can go <laughs> over what is factually released, and then there are rumors of other movies, but this is a news episode, and I can't get right. into tons of rumors. But the first <laughs> movie that we know comes out is uh, Black Widow on May 1 of 2020. And this movie we do know is set actually in the Infinity Saga timeline again. Which I love. So I think we'll get a little more closure to her character from that saga, but it's not a story I don't think that's going to progress us forward in the timeline. But that's the first Phase 4 movie. Now, where it gets really interesting is this new wave of TV shows. We don't know what that's going to look like yet. Right. But these TV shows are going to be um, kind of interlaced between all these movies. So the next thing that technically will come out is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, in fall 2020. So this show is supposed to take place in the wake of Endgame. So unlike Black Widow, I think it will move us forward. And it will yep. likely deal with you know Steve's closest allies trying to fill the hole he's left. Uh, it's unclear how Sam's taking the shield will factor into all this, but I think interestingly for for you especially, Kyle, um, it has been confirmed that Baron Zemo will return in this series. I know that you that you enjoy that character. Interesting, I do, and the living we're not done with him yet, apparently. So <laughs> Fair that makes sense. T'Challa was right. T'Challa is always right, Robbie. <laughs> I just saw that that show just started production. Like yesterday, I saw that on Instagram from Sebastian Stan oh, no and way. Anthony Mackie. Yeah, so that would be fun to track. I think that's the that's the series I'm the most excited about. Okay, that's not currently. my most excited series. We'll get there, but I love that. I am excited about it, but I got one I'm wow. really looking forward to. Okay, that will then take us to November 6, 2020, where a movie called The Eternals will be releasing. You know more about this. Tell us. So this is a pretty ambitious move from Feige, who uh, is known for pretty ambitious moves. This is one of Jack Kirby's pet projects, um, though it had a bit of a comeback in the 90s thanks to Neil Gaiman's acclaimed interpretation. Uh, the Eternals are essentially immortal guardians of the Earth. It's some, it's some like hardcore sci-fi mythological stuff. It makes Thor look like when Harry met Sally. <laughs> Fittingly, you know, like the, the group actually, it began with Jack Kirby, like as his own little brainchild. It wasn't rooted in Marvel. He like imported it in. And that kind of makes sense because it is just such a weird left field thing. And that's why I think it's easily the biggest swing yet from Marvel Studios. I, we don't know a ton about it other than the fact that 
the Eternals will be fighting their counterpart group, which is called the Deviants. Again, it's like it's hard to say anything else, but I, I'm just sort of excited to see what happens here because this is like the next big group movie. And I, I, who knows what it's going to be like. It, it, it could be anything. Interesting. So after the Eternals on November 6th, we fast forward to February 12, 2021, where Shang-Chi releases The Legend of the Ten Rings. Now, Robbie, is this reference of the Ten Rings to the same Mandarin symbol in Iron Man 3? Yes, and in Iron Man. Okay, that's what I was I was asking you. Which I, I was asking you, but I love it. I love it. It is apparently. Yeah, yes. Okay, good. No, no, I I love it because I you know, I think we talked about this briefly on the Iron Man episode, but John Favreau was originally planning to build right. his trilogy to the Mandarin in in a way that was very different than the way that Shane Black ultimately did. But that means that that there are clues, especially in that first Iron Man movie about who the actual Mandarin is. And we get a little bit of that in that Marvel one-shot that I've talked about before. Um, but so that means that like the Mandarin has been a presence since the very beginning of the MCU. It's been lurking in the background. I know a lot of fans, a lot of comic book fans were, in, in my opinion, unreasonably upset about the way that Iron Man 3 handled the Mandarin. But to me, if you had any complaint about that, this movie kind of does away with that because now we're getting this ultimate payoff of like the full on Mandarin. And I'm really excited to see like if it's going to tie directly back into the first Iron Man movie and and like what we're going to find out about what this character has been doing all this time. I don't know. I, I'm th That's like the one thing that makes this movie especially exciting for me. No doubt. To transition from something you're unbelievably excited about to something I'm pumped about. The next thing we see in the spring of 2021 is the WandaVision show oh, set yeah. to air on Disney+. Plus. And this is the show that I'm personally most excited about, even more than Falcon and Winter Soldier. We don't know very much about this on the time period when it's going to take place. I'm interested to see how they do that with us already knowing Vision's fate. But right. I am pumped about that. Those two characters... I think have good chemistry and there's a good fit there that we got a glimpse of, but didn't get to see tons of. Yeah. What I think I'm most intrigued by about this show is that it's apparently supposed to serve as some sort of prequel to the next release from phase four, which is Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. Interesting note. When we first started watching superhero movies back in the mid two thousands, I think it was kind of thought of as a genre. Just superhero film was a genre. And now I think one thing that Marvel has changed the game in is that it no longer applies to every film. You have superhero movies that are comedies and superhero movies that are adventures. And what I'm pumped about with Doctor Strange is this is supposed to be the first like superhero horror film that Marvel has made. Yeah. I am not a diehard horror film fan or anything <laughs> like that, but I'm excited to see them venture into something a little bit darker. So I am pumped about that. Oh, yeah. Well, and I just think it's really interesting that Elizabeth Olsen is co-starring here because that, that's a relationship that I wouldn't have necessarily seen coming within the MCU. In the comics, the Doctor Strange Scarlet Witch history is really interesting um, but I that only makes me all the more intrigued to see what that's going to be here and what that means for WandaVision 
if it's leading directly into this multiverse of madness film. Right. And it is very fitting that if they were going to make a horror movie out of two characters, Wanda and Doctor Strange seem to be good candidates for that. Could be really fun. That's true. So after Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, we go to the spring of 2021 where the show called Loki will be releasing on Disney+. Plus. So that'll be fascinating. Kevin Foggy actually confirmed that this is going to track kind of the events of what happened to Loki once he grabbed the Tesseract in Endgame and left. So maybe kind of an alternate universe type thing. And Tom Hiddleston, who plays Loki, has confirmed that this is actually more of a Avengers-style uh, villain Loki and less of the sympathetic Loki that we got because he hasn't gotten Love the chance that. to go through that character development yet if he you know bails in 2012 or whatever. Yeah, I like that. I'm intrigued. Color me intrigued. Okay, so then after that, summer of 2021, a new show called What If. I know almost nothing about it, but I know you do. Go. Yeah, so I just know a little bit. Um, this is based on a, a long-running comic series from Marvel that basically just asks these big what-if questions for fun. You know, what if instead of Peter getting bitten by the spider, Mary Jane gets bitten by the spider or whatever. Um this is going to be an animated series that will use all of the voice actors from the MCU. So it will, you know, still be related, but will obviously be just all these kind of alternate versions of things. I think the one that has been announced is what if Peggy Carter picked up Steve Shield and became Captain America um, after his death. So kind of like ideas like this. I think it'll be fun. Like, and it'll just be fun to see characters like the ones that we know are returning for episodes are Michael B. Jordan, Josh Brolin, Mark Ruffalo, Samuel L. Jackson, Haley Atwell, Chadwick Boseman, Karen Gillan, Paul Rudd, and the list goes on. So it's like we have some heavyweight MCU folks that are showing up. I think it'll be nothing that really adds to the mythos, but just something fun for anyone that's an MCU fan. Hmm, that is definitely a unique one. Okay, and now at this point where it gets interesting is we're getting so far away from right now <laughs> that it's hard to say anything permanently about some of the movies after this. But we do know that another Disney Plus show called Hawkeye releases in the fall of 2021. I don't think we know much of anything what it's about other than we Hawkeye. We don't. All that I know about that is that it is supposedly based on what is maybe my favorite comic book ever, which is a Hawkeye series by Matt Fraction, um, but it, that's a you know it's a very different interpretation of the character in the comics than we've got in the MCU. But I would say, to the extent that Marvel's trying to replicate that feel, I think this is going to be a really funny, kind of a lighthearted show. Hopefully, this gives us a very different version of Hawkeye than we had in Endgame, where he was a lot more weighed down with tragedy. Right. Then the last movie that is technically announced for Phase 4 is the one I am most excited about, and that's Thor Love and Thunder, essentially Thor 4. So he's the first character of our main Avengers characters to get a fourth solo movie. Oh, that's true. We know that it's directed by Taika Waititi again, which is incredible. He did Ragnarok, one of the best movies in the Infinity Saga. Yep. And we do know that Jane Foster will be returning in some fashion and we think she will have some version of wielding Mjolnir. Yeah. However, we do know that all these movies 
typically take a, a famous comic story and slightly twist it to where you can't predict it. So how they do Jane becoming Thor in some sense will be fascinating to see. I don't think they're just going to do it so linearly that we can just easily predict it. You know what I mean? Right. It is one of my favorite runs in recent history in Marvel Comics, but you're right. I Not only do I expect that they'll do that, I hope that they do that because um, Marvel so far has has had a, a great history of, of expanding on the comic origins. Um, I will say, I think well, just Well, even like recently, in Ragnarok, they played off this idea that when you hear Ragnarok, you think it means the end of Thor and Odin and all that stuff, but it actually was kind of a spin that Thor had to create Ragnarok. So that's what I mean right, by I don't think right, you can right. always predict it just oh, no, from what totally. they say. Yeah, I, I had just seen, and I think this is is fairly recent maybe that it's gotten a release date, but um, you said Thor Love and Thunder was the last that we had confirmed. I believe that Black Panther 2 now has a release date also. Does it? I, 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 there was rumors that it was being made, but I didn't see a final date. I'm seeing May 6, 2022. Oh, okay. Well, then let me rephrase that to say that was the last movie in 2021. So now we're getting to 2022 stuff, but okay, right. good. Right, and, and Ryan Coogler is set to return for that as well. Okay, great. Because I was going to say, Black Panther 2 falls in the same category as Spider-Man 3, I think, where we know they're going to happen, but we don't know when exactly I thought, but it's that next, that next year for sure. Right. And then, yeah, beyond that, you know, we've got, uh, we know that Captain Marvel two is happening at some point. We know that guardians of the galaxy volume three is happening at some point. And, (laughs) and Kevin, I hope they call it as guardians of the galaxy so badly. Just FYI. (laughs) I know. I know. I uh, uh, I know I'm really excited to see what happens with the end of Endgame there. I think that uh, as an aside, I've read some interviews with Marcus and McFeely about how much fun they've had writing these characters into just these kind of interesting predicaments that future writers are going to have to write them out of. And I think I'm, I'm I'm excited to see how James Gunn deals with being saddled with Fat Thor. Um, yeah, true. But well, yeah. Will they will they have him lose the weight? Will they have him get back into shape? I would love to see some kind of joke about uh, Star Lord getting a little heavy and Thor being a little heavy, and them having to like work out together, right. get a bow flex. I don't know. It could be fun. <laughs> get a bow flex. I know. Um, I'm gonna get some dumbbells. <laughs> uh, that's one of my favorite scenes from that movie. Um, so the other the other movie that Kevin Feige announced to a lot of fanfare at Comic-Con this past year um, is Blade, which this is an interesting one for me because oh, yeah. Blade is a character that I could not be less interested in in a lot of <laughs> ways. Except, Kyle, it's Mahershala Ali, who is one of my favorite actors on the planet. And that is, it just brings me to a total 180 to where now this is one of the movies that I'm most excited about. Because okay. I, I really want to see what he brings to the MCU. And When's and that I releasing? We don't know. Oh. So that, you know, and then beyond that, like that, that, you're right. That's getting into this conjecture period where Blade, I believe, is the last confirmed movie but does not have a release date. Kevin Feige has also suggested that there is a Fantastic Four movie coming down the pipe, that there is probably an X-Men something coming down the pipe. Um, but all of that, I think, is is 
way down the line. I mean, at, at least 2023, I would you think. You know what else so is I think- fascinating about that is we have gotten all the way to 2022 and there still hasn't been an Avengers movie talked about. That's an obvious glaring hole from the Avengers. That's saga. true. That's true. Which I, I know off air, me and you are both okay with, but let's just wait and see what happens here. I do like them like leaving a lot of time after Endgame before you try to pick up any kind of Avengers steam again. Now, I will say that, and we've covered this briefly uh, in a prior episode, but since Tom Holland's Spider-Man has been reintroduced to the MCU, um, thanks to, well, Tom Holland and Sony and Disney <laughs> <laughs> making amends, um, we have been told that not only will there be a Spider-Man 3 at some point, I think I've, I've seen that it's supposed to be around the 2022 period as well, um, but that's not confirmed. But also, he is set to appear in another like team-up-esque movie, and that's all that we've gotten. Will that be an Avengers movie that just hasn't been announced yet? I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. We deal in fact here, Robbie, not rumors. We deal, okay? in, fa- <laughs> we deal in fact here. Um, and uh, finally, there's so much, but the last three things that I should point out, and these <laughs> last are fairly three, recent, yeah. right? These are fairly recent announcements. But Marvel has also announced that there will be a Miss Marvel show, which is a different character than Captain Marvel. We will get into oh, that gosh. at a later point when it's fleshed out a bit more. Um, so we but have, that is the we show have that's coming. Marvel the company, Marvel, Captain Marvel, <laughs> and Miss Marvel. Think about that. Okay, keep going. They're they're really proud of that name. Um, (laughs) Yeah, they are. Similarly, we have uh, another Disney Plus show um, starring Moon Knight, who is sort of Marvel's version of of Batman. Uh, It's a more interesting character than that. We'll get into that as well down the road whenever we have more details there. And then finally, there is a She-Hulk show that's set to be released. And that's one that I'm actually... I'm really interested in because She-Hulk was kind of Marvel's original Deadpool. And a lot of people don't know this at this point, but it's like She-Hulk was actually in all of comics. was one of the first characters to break the fourth wall, um, kind of famous for like interacting directly with the reader and like talking about the writers in the middle of the comic book. So I'm really curious to see one, if they go that route with her, but two, if they're going to try to connect She-Hulk to Bruce Banner in the way that they do in the comics. Because in the comics, uh, she's actually Bruce Banner's cousin. Hmm. And so I don't know if I don't know if the, if we're gonna see sort of an expansion of the of the Banner Hulk mythos. I would love that because it's definitely the character that we've gotten the least time with in terms of the core uh, Avengers characters. But again, who knows? The point is, there is a lot for us to to take in over the next few years. We just have to wait until uh, next year, and then it's all going to start coming pretty pretty quickly. Yeah, and if that was confusing to you at all, we will share a picture of this timeline on Instagram, right? Absolutely. So make sure to check us out on there. We are at the FFW Podcast, and that's where you can kind of track that with us. But this has been... What's new in the MCU? Thank you for listening. Subscribe to us everywhere podcasts are found. (laughs) We really appreciate you guys. And stay tuned because on Monday, we will be releasing the end of our phase one, the Avengers episode. Can't wait for that. We'll see you then. Thanks. Thanks.